Hello, this is Eric. This is Eric. Hello. Hello, Sam. Hello, oh, dog oh, outside. Oh, hello. Hello, Eric and the dog and a squirrel I see out the window. So some people say we need an intro. Some people say. I personally really enjoyed your musical intros, but... <laughs> We're going to try this. All right. Some people stand in the darkness, while some step into the light. What are we doing right now? Are we stepping into the light, or are we in the darkness? We are in the light, my brother. Welcome back, everybody. This is the File Drawer <laughs> uh, Podcast. I remember now. I, yeah, I think we did it differently after I looked, listened back to the previous one. Yeah, well, I forgot what our subtitle was last uh, time. Uh, I said I said with Eric and Sam that, last time. That, it's, it's decent. It works. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so... Uh, Clearly, that's not going to be our jingle from the on, but it was nice. It's a nice little intro. Maybe we'll have different a different jingle every single time. People keep people on their toes. I'm playing around with toys. So this yeah, Eric pot. Eric brought a uh, some sort of tablet and he has it in front of him and he has a bunch of buttons on it. Looks like a soundboard. This could be a fun one. It's like a pre-made one though, so all the sounds are probably terrible. But whatever, <laughs> whatever. Are you saying if you had recorded all of the sounds that it would be better? I mean, I would selectively ah. choose what sounds that we choose. <laughs> okay. When we get some jingles made, we'll have that. You know? Yeah. Um, we could either have it in the track or we could just have it activated by a button. Um, we got options. So many options. We got a lot of options. I just realized I should turn notifications off all of my devices. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll be more professional here in the future. So far, I think we're three for three in having our devices go off while recording. Yeah. We're important people. We are. I mean, we're constantly just – people just uh, need our time, our time and attention. I know. For instance, I just um, got an email that's saying that Rhino Rugby is having a 60% off apparel uh, sale. <laughs> you uh, you let that hit your inbox? I let <laughs> – I have so many filters set up in Gmail that keep that make things skip my inbox and just show up in this label and I check like once a week. You know, I started to try to set that up. Ooh, yeah. It's actually good. Talking thing. I tried to set that up um, originally when I switched everything from my. Uh, I used to use Outlook, Microsoft Outlook. Mm-hmm. So right, right now, we're, me and Sam have kind of talked about um, sort of a way to be productive in terms of how to handle emails and stuff like that. And he has a good process. And a few months ago, or several months ago now, um, I was trying to change the process that I was using and to like basically pipe everything into Gmail and mm-hmm. alter my process. So I could get through the vast number of emails a little bit better um, and more efficiently. So I used to use Microsoft Outlook, the application itself that brought in all my emails from various sources. Like so, I had a couple of different email accounts, and I would use the folder system because I love the folder system. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the file structure system of it. So you showed me, you know, Gmail and stuff, which I looked at Gmail, looked into Gmail before. I didn't personally like the labels mm-hmm. originally, mm-hmm. but after I played around with the idea that you can label things and put it in the bins and yeah. you have more um, freedom in terms of like uh, the filtering, archiving, et cetera, yeah. I am starting to like it more. Yeah, and you can use labels almost like folders yeah. as well. They can be hierarchical. Uh, I, I don't really. I have two labels that I use, which are basically um, I, I subscribe to some newsletters, but I don't want... I don't want newsletters to land in my inbox, so I've got filters that just send them over to a newsletter uh, kind of folder, and then I've got what I call low priority, which are like 
just things that you get that aren't like actual emails from people, but like yeah. companies and stuff that I don't also want to unsubscribe to. Cause I'm also pretty ruthless with unsubscribing to, yeah. to things. So I yeah. try to keep that crap as much as possible out of the inbox. Yeah. But uh, you also move, eventually move your emails if they're like project based to another thing. That's, um, I basically, projects or I, uh, not, not within Gmail. Basically I extract whatever the relevant information is from the email. And if it's some sort of reference material, it probably goes into Evernote. Um, if I know I'm going to be referencing it pretty regularly, and if I'm not going to reference it regularly, I'll probably just archive it and know that I can find it again later. Okay. Um, but I, I really try to view email as just uh, basically information delivery service where I don't actually need the email itself. I need whatever the information is that's in the email, and I put that wherever I need to put it to be able to do something with it. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine archiving even information I think I'm going to need to reference. Uh-huh. But, um because for me, it's like what's in front of me. I, I'm the person who would have the post-it notes up on the screen, you know? Yeah. What's in front of me is what I remember. Well, and I mean, I'm, I'm similar in that, um, but the it's just that I, I take the information out of the email and put it into a different thing that's in front of me, which is my task management software, yeah, which, yeah, yeah. which is what I look at multiple times every day. So a, as long as I'm pulling it out of the email and putting it into that, then I'm, I'm in the same boat, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's just out, that one extra step of not having to go back to my inbox to figure out what I have to do. Yeah, thus, it doesn't matter with the labeling system, et cetera. Right. right. Yeah. Because yeah. I'll have something in the task management that's like, um, you know, respond to this email. And the way that I do it, it'll have a link actually to the email in that little note. So I can just click on the link. It takes me to the email and I can respond to it that way. Great. All right. But email, it's uh, not fun. Every time, every time I check my email and I don't have new email, I get happy. Hmm. I thought at first you were about to say, and you, and you don't have new email, you get sad. No, I get happy. Although mm, that's oversimplification because sometimes cool things come through email. Hmm. Like, I don't know. Uh, I got an email a couple days ago that I got um, some money for the Dean Travel Award thing for mm. traveling. So that's a fun email to get, travel, right? Traveling to what? To uh, ILA. Hold on a second now. Yeah. Because the one, the, that one, uh-huh. I didn't apply to it because uh-huh. they said it was only for trips around a certain... Uh, I think it barely fit into. No, it didn't. I don't know if it did. I man. think I think the GSC one is the one that we have oh, to apply okay, for in the in the spring. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I missed that. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not, yeah, I'm going to apply to that one too later yeah. on. But that we have to apply in the spring because it's for events from like basically that weekend until yeah. then. I mean, I, I missed. I must have missed that one. Yeah. I was, first, I was about to get upset and say if they had this rule, and I'm like yeah. kind of a rule. Yeah. A little bit somewhat of a rule follower. I am very like, much you know, as you know well. I would not rules apply. are there for a reason. We don't just make yeah. rules willy-nilly. And I, I, to, <laughs> but I could also see like the scope yeah. being like, oh, well, it was close enough. You yeah. know what I mean? No. I'm like, no, I didn't apply because no. of the date range. I was literally not going to apply to it until uh, our, our friend Jeff emailed me um, and asked me to print out his application because he's uh, away from campus. So I looked at it and I was like, this is really simple, actually. Yeah, like, yeah, I could yeah. easily just make one of these as well. So I took an hour, yeah, looked yeah. at his as like a guide. I applied for it as well. Thank yeah. you, Jeff, if you ever listen to this. <laughs> you inspired me to actually get off my ass and apply for a couple hundred dollars. Uh, and, to, and to that we say, oh, God. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. Uh, I am excited to see where this soundboard goes. If it gets annoying, <laughs> if it gets annoying, let me know. No, I am. I'm excited. That is uh, that is some good stuff. Uh, so what's going on? Since the last time we spoke, uh, how did? All right. So this is we're recording this on the 28th, the day after Thanksgiving. Yep. So Black Friday. 
Yeah, let's call it Friday. All right. All right. <laughs> let's, call, let's call it a uh, let's call it Friday. Sure. A, a, no, a normal day. Build. Actually, no. It is a normal day. A normal day amplified with, with amplified consumerism. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to say something profound. Nothing mm-hmm. profound is coming out. I'm waiting for whatever. it. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So day after Thanksgiving craziness Friday. Um, I'm guessing you did not go out to the stores early this morning. I'll tell you what. No, I didn't. Okay. But I'll tell you what. I am not a Black Friday, uh, the sale fan type of thing. Mm-hmm. But if there is an opportunity to get a good deal, mm-hmm. I will as long as it's not annoying. So, mm-hmm. okay. so one time I did, a few years ago, I went out um, at midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I bought like a TV. Yeah. And it's like a, you know the first like big purchase. Not really. I'm like, I don't really buy that many things. Mm-hmm. And it, the TV is not that great. It was like a... I don't know. It's not a huge TV or anything like that. And uh, they had a Black Friday deal that um, they had a Friday deal. I, I refrain from being uh, <laughs> calling it Black Friday. Um, they had a deal for a TV that I was like, you know, this is pretty good. And so it wasn't a high end TV. It was like middle to low end of the road. And so I was able to get that easily because nobody else wanted that. You know All what I'm right. Like for me, it was like, oh, this is the best TV I've ever owned. Yeah. And everybody else is wants to like the Sweet huge. Ones. You know the highest of definition stuff, and I'm like, I don't need that. Yeah. So I was able to get a you know, good deal. I probably didn't even have to go that early. Yeah. And then um, so and then yesterday, uh, Staples had a deal for like a ninety nine dollar like little computer thing. Um, and so my sister needs a computer mm-hmm. for her to do her work and stuff. So I was like, you know, this is a good enough deal, even if it turns out not to be the best thing. She just needs it for office and stuff. Ninety nine bucks, she can't really go wrong. Yeah. So I was like, we'll go check it out at at, at six or at um, the store opened at six. So I was like, you know. Well, I don't want to go too early. You know, the store opens at six, whatever. Uh, we'll be able to get in. So we go to Staples. The line's not that long. I don't imagine Staples is really like a, yeah. a hot spot for for this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't that long. Actually, it was six p.m. I went yeah. down this morning. Oh, okay, six p.m. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah, it was okay. six p.m. yesterday. So we go there, and the line's not that long. Stand in line. We get inside, and the people, <laughs> the people that work there, say, "Yeah, we already gave away because they gave away tickets." They said we already gave away tickets a little earlier, like around five thirty, or something like that, for people that were already in line. Uh-huh. Like limited supply, I know. And I was like, man, I was kind of not upset, but I was sitting at my house at five thirty, thinking we can wait a little bit. The line's probably not going to be long. <laughs> not knowing, even if the line's not long, they've already distributed the, the yeah. stuff. Um, and I just didn't want to be standing there. Yeah. But, uh, oh, oh well. But that, Again, I was trying to get that because it would have been a comp- cheap computer that my right. sister needed needs a computer right. to do work stuff, and you know she doesn't have a ton of money to spend on a computer right now, right. so uh, or she chooses not to spend a ton of, ton of money on a computer right now. But um, that's yeah, that, that's, that's my Black Friday experience, and I'm, I'm ashamed. <laughs> and I'm even, you even but you didn't you didn't participate in any stampedes. Uh, you didn't crush anyone to death. I didn't. I didn't shank anybody. That's for a good job. PlayStation. What, what's the what's the hot item today? Uh, uh, I don't. Know. PlayStation Four. I mean, I, I mean, know. it's been out for a while, so I don't know. Uh, I think people just want the low deals on, yeah. on tech. Yeah. Like they have some TV deals that are ridiculous, <laughs> um, like fifty inch TVs for yeah, really cheap. Yeah, I don't even know how much TVs cost nowadays, but. 
Um, and I, I can, I, I act super judgmental about Black Friday, but I am eagerly looking forward to Cyber Monday, which is basically the same thing, except I don't have to leave my house. Um, exactly for kind of the same reason you said. Like I, I want to buy an external hard drive. I've wanted to buy one a couple of weeks ago, realized this was coming up. So I'm guessing I'll be able to find one relatively cheap somewhere on the internet yeah. on Monday. Yeah, you can find cheap ones. I mean, you can probably find cheap ones now, but definitely yeah. wait for the, those deals and stuff. Yeah. How many, uh, how big are you trying to get it? I don't know. That's all like a two terabyte one. I would really like to get a, an SSD, but I know they're more expensive and not as large. But I also don't need a ton of space. Um, I don't know. We'll see. And that, uh, you know, uh, solid, solid state, state yeah. Which is, they're, I mean, they're usually, yeah. I mean, I know I could get a two terabyte spinning disk, yeah. like relatively cheap, but I know I, I don't even know if two terabyte external SSDs exist. So I know they're they're behind. Oh, I, but, want, I want to look this up. Right well, <laughs> we can we can look it up. Later. We'll look it up later. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, well, and and it's not like I want it for a super admirable thing. Like there's a couple games that I have that I don't have enough space on my computer, yeah. so I want to put them on the external hard drive. And also the recording that we've been doing is yeah. taking up a decent amount of my space. I don't have a huge hard drive on this computer, so uh, how big is the hard drive? Like in 120 gig only. Yeah. It's so. it's so crazy that we're saying 120 gig only. 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 And I remember, man. I mean, hard drives were just so tiny. I mean, I, they were huge, but they were small. <laughs> in store. in undergrad, I bought a um, 250. Was it 250 gig? No, it was like a hundred gig external hard drive. It was like 250 dollars. Like that's insane. Yeah. Now yeah. you could get that for almost nothing. Yeah. It yeah. still works though, incredibly. Um, yeah. But yeah, technology, man. <laughs> Crazy stuff, man. I used to be, <laughs> I used to be a huge computer uh, nerd um, back in the day. I, to, to, to a certain extent, I still am. I like the tech stuff, mm-hmm. but I haven't been really keeping up with new computer stuff mm-hmm. in the past whatever many years. Probably since grad school or yeah, whatever. But um, I have a minor in computer programming. Do you really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what uh, what what programming languages of choice? Uh, the funny thing is, you know, I'm 32. So when I was in school. Java was supposed Java, to be the, yeah. it was supposed to be the programming language of the future. I mean, it's not, <laughs> and it's not completely irrelevant, but um, it's not um, the, the way that they teachers were talking about it back in the day. Like me thinking it's about the, to be now, like the new totally, big thing. Yeah, to, for me to think about it, it's like hilarious to me now. Um, yeah. yeah, it's not totally irrelevant, but yeah, it's not. As, it didn't take off as. So, so that was your main, your main, your main thing. Do you know anything else? Um, no, I mean. And I don't really know any of that that now either. Mm-hmm. Um, right. It, it seems to be one of those things. If you're not using it regularly, it's hard to yeah. stay up with it. I tell you what, though, sort of having that background knowledge has helped me oh, with sure. certain things now. So, um, does it help I, with syntax at all for SPSS or, I think or it R did, or anything? It, it, I think it helps with syntax. I can mm-hmm. get used to just reading. Yeah. Reading text, even though SPS syntax is very different. Um, yeah. But I'm used to reading lines of code mm-hmm. as if it's a language. You know, mm-hmm. so I read it differently. I think in my head. Right. And then um, I haven't tried to learn R yet, but I think it will help with that. Yeah, um, I've used uh, software um, for like latent trait modeling software for my past job, where it helped. I think it helped with understanding the syntax that I used. Uh, Bylog, we used to do item response theory analyses, and um, I think it helped just being comfortable with syntax there. Sure. Uh, I've made that some of those forms I've made for our lab. Mm-hmm. I've modified like other code that I can find free online, mm-hmm. Visual Basic code. Mm-hmm. Um, because I can look at it and say, okay, I need to change this to make it do what I need to do. Right. And so I think it's helped with stuff like that. Yeah. Back in, uh, back in the day, I, uh, I taught myself some pretty basic HTML, uh, because I wanted to make websites and I made a, uh, 
I made a couple of websites. My my big one was a Pokemon website called <laughs> called uh, Psyduck's Hangout because it was my favorite Pokemon, uh, and I and I coded it all from scratch. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I wish. I wonder if I could use the Wayback Machine and, and find it on the internet. It was like a, it was an yeah. Angel Fire one, I think. I think I used Angel Fire to host it. Man. Uh, very, it was uh, it was a good time. How many years ago would that have been? Oh, uh, I was like in middle school. Yeah. So a while ago. It was a while ago. Yeah. And I, yeah. Late nineties. I wonder because I know the, the Wayback thing. It just kind of scans and grabs. Right. You know. Well, at least that's what it, you know. That's what it did. Those old uh, sites and stuff. Maybe who knows? I do love looking at that, man. I, I've looked at like my old university website. Yeah. You know, you look at the old Google side. Uh, yeah, I, I saw uh, some a big Detroit Red Wings hockey fan. I went yeah. on their website from 1996. It's absurd. It's like it's like you can tell like one person made it and just put on there whatever they thought looked yeah. cool. Yeah. There was like a way to look up youth hockey leagues in like across the United States on the Red Wings website just yeah. because it seemed like a thing that should be there. It was really yeah. weird. The internet, man. <laughs> like. Now everybody's like, oh, this, this everything looks so well manicured and stuff. Yeah. Uh, before it was just like shrubbery, like like <laughs> there's like a lot of weeds and stuff growing um, on the on the old World Wide Web. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought I would try to find it right now, but um, I'll do it later. I don't think I don't even remember. I wouldn't. Man. Yeah, it's probably gone, which yeah. is probably for the best, honestly. Yeah. And you're talking about the Wayback thing that's on archives.org. Yeah, in that archive. I love. Is it Internet Archive? Yeah, it's Internet Archive Wayback yeah, yeah, Machine. Yeah. I love that website, man. Because <laughs> yeah. you can find um, – when I was looking at um, – you know, so again, I don't like to get into politics, but uh, looking at when the whole health bill stuff was going on or uh-huh. whatever, you can go in there. And I think either I found it – I might have found a clip. Or maybe I found clips on like – I was listening to like NPR and they were showing – they were playing these old clips – of like the same conversations taking place way back in the day mm-hmm. about like hey we need to you know change our healthcare and stuff like that it was oh, so from like the Clinton era no probably oh from uh, way before dude I'm talking about 30s 40s oh, okay. and stuff like gotcha. that you know and so I was I think I went on there looking for some I didn't find any but uh-huh. you can find like interestingly old news clips on there I think they have like audio um, section. Yeah, I know for a while the New York Times had their entire archive searchable. I don't know if it still does, but yeah. it was just crazy to just kind of flip through like random dates in the past and just see what was in the newspaper. I've gone – Google has now uh, taken up that sort of project. I don't know how long they've mm-hmm. been doing it, but you can go to the old news sites. Uh, you can go – they have archived old newspapers from 1700s, yeah. like, you know, around that time. Back that far, yeah, and you can find them, and it's so fascinating, man. Like I'm really interested in just history. Well, I'm not really interested in history per se, but the, sort of the culture of history mm-hmm. back in the day. And so you can find, I mean, you know, you, you can you can go back and find. Like I, I would look at like old newspapers in the South, you know, yeah. of like you can go back and see all the crazy stuff in terms of slavery. For sure, I, I think I was looking up stuff around like the Emancipation Proclamation and stuff like that. Just looking at the history and sort of the culture of the times back in the day, and just how. You know, again, we're not, we're not going to go down a certain route for this podcast, but these are things I'm all these in. all these things that you keep saying you don't want to go down. I'm, I'm going to start writing them down. I'm going to start a podcast for you to for, talk yeah, about yeah. those. Yeah, <laughs> but it's um, it's interesting just looking at you know we try to act like a lot of things weren't that long ago. Oh yeah, but things were weren't that long ago. Dude, you know, the main thing. That I have seen historic, like I, I'm, I love history. My undergrad yeah. is kind of like a history degree. Uh, I saw a video 
it was, I don't know, must have been from the 20s or 30s. So early video of men, of, of military veterans walking in a parade. They were Civil War veterans. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's so like crazy. in my mind, it's so easy to think like Civil War was so long ago, so long ago. But there were people living who could be video recorded walking who yeah. fought in that war, <laughs> which is crazy. There's even, I've seen, I don't know the exact details, but there are people alive whose great grandparents fought in the civil war yeah, believe, and like talk to them about it. It's like they have firsthand spoken to an individual who yeah. fought in the civil war. That's insane. That is yeah. bonkers. Yeah. And so, yeah, we try to, in our minds, we try to like, I don't know if it's cause we, we try to distance ourselves from it, but yeah, it's, um, we have this illusion that it was such a long time ago. Yeah. It, it really wasn't. No, it really wasn't. Oh know. yeah. And I mean, that's, um, so that's just talking about civil war stuff, but we're talking about like civil rights or the depression yeah, and yeah. things like that. Not yeah. not nearly as long ago as we tend to uh, tend yeah. to think. Uh, so, yeah, and that's why I like the, this whole internet archive idea, and not just that website, but the idea that knowledge is right there in front. Knowledge is at such it's so at the tip of our fingertips, literally. Yeah, um, and it's unfortunate, especially in the U.S., where for the most part the internet is accessible by any, everybody. Mm-hmm. If you don't have it yourself, go to the library. Mm-hmm. Yet we tend to use the internet. For things like useless news, right? or, or, or people <laughs> yeah, like or cat pe- pictures, or people's blogs that have that weren't even news, or that you can find like actual factual things from the time. However, we tend to just listen to uh, pundits, yeah, talk about stuff, their opinions, yeah. and their takes and on like, things instead of kind of going to the primary source ourselves. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, and I think as researchers that we, we or you as you with the history background, mm-hmm. but I would say anybody who's interested in research, this idea of primary source, you know, what? the the it's almost like you're you're an automatic skeptic, you know, even social scientists, especially as a scientist, you know, I do separate the day, you know, but I'm saying, you know, sort of following the scientific method or whatever, you're, you should automatically be skeptic of the first sort of bit of information that you hear. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's easy for us to think that way, people in that sort of realm or field, but most people, I would say, don't walk around thinking like that. Oh, absolutely or, not. And in fact, I think they're probably... Uh, judged if they do. I mean, imagine a kid who, even these kids, where you start questioning, what is that year that ever, the age that kids ask why all the time? Mm-hmm. Parents oh. want to shut that down, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, and so imagine if you're not in, the, uh, in an environment where skepticism is promoted or, uh, or, or <laughs> applauded, <laughs> um, that can qu- quickly shut down sort of that thought. Process. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, when I when I was teaching history to high schoolers, I uh, was very aware of that, and I never wanted it to just be a process of where there was a transfer of facts from me to the students. Um, that's not what history even really is. It's not what makes it interesting. It's much more uh, kind of understanding the context and the situation of the past, and understanding why people did the things that they did. And that, I mean, that's why I think history can get a bad rap if you have a bad teacher. Yeah. Uh, Cause it's just, if, it, if it's taught incorrectly, it's just the, the memorization of facts. Yeah. But if you have no context for those facts or, or know how they relate to each other, then of course it's going to be super boring. Yeah. But, and I'll, I mean, with history, I always have to uh, approach it from, I guess more of a, I guess, with more of a postmodern thinking. Yeah. Who's writing the history? Yeah. Who's, yeah. who's writing it too? But, but I'm saying yeah. it's not that you, you can't, 
use that information right um, it's not to, to learn it's not to totally discount it it's to understand where what yeah. what the what the bias is and yeah. every it's not like there is a source with no bias yeah every source has the bias you exactly. have to just identify what it is exactly and i think all you, if all you can do is just acknowledge that then that's that's a first step you know um yeah. Well, and even identifying the bias is a is a useful skill that can be transferred to other areas of your life uh, yeah. as as well. Yeah. Um, that was something I always talked a lot about with my with my students. Identify, figuring out. All right, here's the primary source document, but who's writing it? Why are they writing yeah. it? Who are they writing it to? That that stuff is is interesting, for sure. I found myself with certain thoughts. Um, nothing terribly bad, but I'll have like an opinion about something, mm-hmm. and then I, then I start questioning my thoughts. I'm like. Where, where's that coming from? You know, well, how do I, how do I really know that? <laughs> and oh, I kind of laugh. I'm getting kind of, all, getting all Descartes here. Yeah, what, well, how do I know what I know? <laughs> the only reason I was able to pull that reference out, I'm listening to a podcast called the partially examined life uh, this morning. And they were talking about Descartes. <laughs> I'm not actually that well. I was like, I was like, all right, fair enough. I was like, Ooh. I should have just gone with it. Damn. <laughs> Are you talking about Descartes? <laughs> yeah. You mean Descartes? Descartes. Descartes. <laughs> Descartes. <laughs> I didn't mean to derail you there. Oh, no, no, my... it's fine. I'm, I'm like, now I'm about, to add, I'm about to subscribe to that podcast. Oh, it's really good. Um, it's actually... Did, already, did you already tell me about this? Yeah, I did. Yeah. They, uh, thanks thanks for taking my recommendation seriously, Eric. <laughs> no, it's good. It's like three or four guys who all went to grad school to get PhDs in, uh, in philosophy yeah. and then decided they didn't want to do that. So they're not academics, but they are really well-versed in philosophy. So... It's good stuff. Good stuff indeed. I finally started listening to uh, to Serial. I, I did the first, too. first two episodes. I, I, so far, I think it's interesting. I, you, you seem to have conflicted thoughts about this. I listened to half of the first episode. Okay. It's interesting. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's worth. I mean, it's it's worth listening to. But it's an NPR show. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. It's yeah. um well produced. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. But it's not for me. And again, I, you know, I stopped listening because I was, you know, I don't. Know. It's not at this level that everybody no. has – for me, everybody has been sort of saying it is. Like, oh, it's so amazing. I think it's – the people who are saying that are the people who – this is one of their first podcasts they've ever listened to. Oh, okay. Like, they're, I, I think. I think that people are – normal people who don't listen to podcasts are hearing people talk about Serial. So they're checking it out and they're like, oh, this is really good. Yeah, yeah. But people like you and I, we've been listening to a pod, to podcast for a long time. And we also – I mean, at least speaking for myself, I'm a big fan of this genre of podcast, like yeah, two yeah. dudes talking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is not what, what Serial is. Like yeah. you said, it's, it's very much a, an NPR. Show. I mean, it's a well done show. Yeah, and it has been interesting, and I'm planning on continuing to listen to it. I've, yeah. I've listened to the first two episodes, um, but yeah, it's 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 like a radio show. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's well done. Mm-hmm. I mean, it reminds me of you know, I think it is brought to us by This American Life. Yeah, I think. Well, um, I think uh, what's his name? Um, Ira. Yeah, Ira is a Bush. executive producer or something yeah. on it. Yeah, and again, I don't want to take anything away. It's a yeah. well, it's a well done show. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, a, it's it's just a, it's a different type of yeah. podcast than obviously what this what this is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the amount of editing that goes into that. Well, and like, I mean the the I don't remember the it's woman's name, but like obviously, I mean she has done a lot of reporting on this exactly. and talking to a lot of people. Yep. Like it's a like it's a very interesting investigative journalism kind of yep. thing going yep. on there. And I'm curious as to like how it's going to play out now yeah. at this point. Yeah, you're not going to you're not going to see that much work get done here, people. <laughs> yeah. Me, uh, our our prep work uh, is extremely extremely limited. But you know what? That's okay. Oh, We're just man. naturally gifted. 
Oh, apparently the fans do not appreciate what you just said, Sam. <laughs> uh, I would love to see you on like a morning zoo show, just like no. you know. The the three hours in the morning during rush hour traffic is Eric just riffing on things and playing um, with the soundboard. Dude, all right. So I was I was thinking about this this morning. Obviously, I'm playing around with this. It's uh-huh. probably not going to be other than us having a couple jingles and stuff like that. Um, probably won't use the soundboard. But one of my favorite podcasts to listen to is the Todd Glass Show. Okay. And uh, he's a comedian, Todd Glass. Everybody should listen to it, if, especially if you like kind of absurd humor. Mm-hmm. He tends to if you happen to listen to an episode where he kind of gets on ranty. Uh, rants about like social issues. You have to kind of give it time, or maybe mm-hmm. listen to it later on the podcast because that's not all what the podcast is about. It's mostly silly. He uses a lot of sound effects, a lot of bits, a lot of repetition, and I love it. It's he has like ADHD, I think, and he's it's it's as scattered as his thoughts almost, uh-huh. but it's also well planned out. Yeah. It's like uh, I guess he's anal too, but he he also well plans out. You know, he finds their private bits. He has it set up. So even to and so I was thinking about this this morning, even. The chaotic podcast, like like his, that even takes a lot of thought. You, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? To make the chaos for me, for me it sounds good. To make this sort of chaotic seem like it's still ordered. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and I, I don't. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is to use a soundboard in a you know to use a soundboard in a in a in a way that sounds good. That would still require too much work. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, true. Although we have elevated our game, you brought me a pop filter. So yeah. uh, my plosives aren't so explosive. Yeah, is that where is that where plosive comes from? Probably. I, don't know. <sighs> I, don't know. I I linked it. I linked the Wikipedia article in last week's show notes, which can be found at the file audio slash episodes backslash four for this week. Yeah. Um, but I didn't read it. I just linked to it. Um. Actually, you know, I, met, I was listening. I mean, I was looking at that, and I was actually trying to fix it. I couldn't figure figure it out. Oh. Um. Not that one. But uh, any time the link had an extra parenthesis in it. It's not appearing right. And oh, also, God. for the. Um, oh, God. I was using Markdown. Yeah. I was writing it in Markdown, and that probably messed it up. What's Markdown? Markdown is a. Uh, basically, for writing on the internet, uh, the idea is that you're able to use Markdown to insert links and bold and italicize things, but still have the raw, whatever you type, be readable to the average yeah. person. So it's I, I use it for like writing blog articles and stuff, so I don't have to like stop and insert HTML or anything. You yeah. can just use these Markdown um, I was syntax. Look, I was looking for the HTML to really quickly fix it, and I'm yeah. like, I'm searching. I'm like, I'll, 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 I'll show you um, later. And, and that link for all watched over, all, yeah. all watched over by machines of loving grace, yeah. which we referred to in episode three, I believe. Yeah, last one. Um, you linked to the poem, so that title comes from oh, the poem. Did I? And it should be um, a series. Oh yeah, like, I see now. I just grabbed the first thing that I saw there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, but it, you'll notice in the links um, there would be like an extra parenthesis. So maybe look at the one. If you look at the list of links, you'll see like a double parenthesis on one of them. Uh, I mean, they all look good to me at the moment on here, but we'll figure, we'll figure it, out it out later. later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, troubleshooting our website <laughs> on the air. Awesome. Uh, okay, so we talked last week about some some books and some movies. Uh, this this morning, the are, are you a Star Wars fan? Yeah. Um, no, I have to honestly say no. <laughs> okay. Well, does that mean you dislike Star Wars, or no. you just don't? You're just not like a big fan. I, it's not. Yeah, I don't dislike Star Wars, okay. but I'm not a big fan. Gotcha. However, I think I do like the movies. I just haven't seen them in a long time. Yeah. And I haven't really seen the newest ones. I think I've seen one of them. Um, however, watching the trailer, I went through this thought process exactly. And I'm not okay. joking. 
when I watched the trailer, I was like, huh, maybe I really do like Star Wars. <laughs> like, because I, I enjoyed the trailer. And yeah. I was like, you know, something within me was moved to say, I want to check it out. Yeah. You know? That's, I, that's all I had. This, no. The trailer came out and it looks, I mean, it's the epitome of a teaser trailer. And the movie doesn't come out for another year. Yeah. Um, so it's very scant on anything, like plot wise. But, but it, it's, there are some cool visuals. You see the Millennium Falcon again. I'm excited. I mean, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan either, but I've enjoyed. I enjoyed the original movies a lot. Yeah. I appreciate the impact that Star Wars has had on our like culture. culture. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see, and I and I like J.J. Abrams and stuff that he's done. So I'm interested gonna, to see what he's yeah. going to do with it. Yeah, I think um, it's it's not going to be stunk up. Sorry. Yeah. With the uh, the directing of George Lucas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it, Again, George Lucas for what it was what it was back in the day. I guess he directed those well, right? And for well, that time period, they were you know they were what they were. You know what the big difference is between those between the the originals and the the new ones. So four, five, and six versus one, two, and three. In four, five, and six, he was not the gigantic superstar that he was after those movies. So he had people on his staff who would tell him no, uh, and and would basically be a kind of a check on him. And you produced, oh, in, in the and then and then the new ones, number one, two, and three. I mean, it's George Lucas, so he just had a bunch of yes men around him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They let it's him great. do whatever he wanted, and we ended up with Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and so the new movies coming out are going to be sequel. They're going to be following up. Yeah, they're going to be they're seven, be eight, and nine. After, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's interesting watching that trailer. Like you said, they had the Millennium Falcon in it, um, and it's interesting because. Obviously, they've redone, remastered, you know, these films and stuff. But thinking about it, you know, the original Star Wars, those were four, 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 five, and six. Four, five, and six. Yeah. Thinking about those, and just the quality of film back in the day. How, in my mind, I don't think I've seen a remaster one. So, mm-hmm. in my mind, I visually picture how they looked originally, and I'm like, well, now technology has come such a long way. And so, seeing the Millennium Falcon look just visually better yeah like in terms of the color popping yeah. but still looking like a shitty cylinder like yeah, I, yeah know, i'm like hopefully they add some improvements I, depending on how much time should have passed between that those later episodes and episode one yeah. like it's almost like those episode one ones because they were created more recently more recently yeah they visually look better you know what I'm saying? yeah well and the thing the, the, the thing i just jotted down here that i just realized is that this so the the experience of four, five, and six, which were the original ones made in the seventies, yeah. and then one, two, and three. I think there's an interesting thing to be said here about the role that constraints have with making good things, yeah. because there were very real constraints when they're making the original movies. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of the first. I mean, not the first sci-fi, but kind of. I mean, they were very new, untested. Nobody knew that it was going to be this huge thing, and there was budget, you know, things, yeah. and and also the technology. There's no CGI, very little, you know, limited yeah. stuff like that. So, some very real constraints around making those movies. And then the ones, the newer ones, one, two, and three, there were no constraints. George Lucas had as much money as he wanted to do whatever he I wanted. I can CGI anything. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, there's plenty of research out there that shows that you, that, that constraints can actually enhance creativity. Yeah. Like, you know, if you set somebody down with unlimited art supplies and yeah. unlimited time, and and just tell them to do whatever they want versus you know you have an hour and these three pencils to create something. Yeah. It's a very different psychological experience. I know. I, look, I've seen MacGyver. <laughs> I've seen it's MacGyver. It's true. MacGyver. All right. For you people that do not know who MacGyver is, 
Look it up. MacGyver. I believe it's M-A-C. <laughs> Look it up. I thought you were going to give us some sort of synopsis. M-A-C- Look it up. M-A-C-G-Y. I don't know. Whatever. Look it up. The man. That's a fictional show. And the things he made were ridiculous. But the man would take... Just like, like you said, three pencils and a, and a paper. That's the whole joke. If you yeah. he's more than that. Very limited supply. Very to limited time. To make insane things. To make insane things. Yeah. Um, almost 18-like, but if you don't know MacGyver, you probably don't know 18 either. But uh, look it up. Take, take a look. It might be on Netflix. <laughs> might be. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. And actually, this is a big – I'm not actually a huge movie fan, but Star Wars, I think, you know, that's a big thing. Um, and then the other thing, my favorite movie growing up was Jurassic Park. There's a new Jurassic Park movie coming out, and I saw the trailer to that, and I have mixed feelings. Um, Chris Pratt is in it, which is guy from Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy, and also Parks and Rec. So the, the uh, a longer trailer? I just saw like a teaser. There once. was a longer one. Okay, yeah. I haven't seen that one. Yet. Okay, yeah. So the dialogue in it was not good. Uh, it was kind of cheesy, but there was this half second scene where I think Chris Pratt has trained Velociraptors that like like hang out with him. And I'm pretty pumped for that because how cool would it be to have a pack of <laughs> of trained Velociraptors? Yeah. Can you hear that Velociraptor at the door right I now? It. I heard it. That is also known as the dog that I'm dog sitting. He really, really wants to be in here with us. <laughs> I know. But uh, are you, are you, you have a relevant something. <laughs> he is pretty fluffy. He's the, he's the, it's a um, it's German, German Shepherd. Shepherd. So yeah. It's not that fluffy, but yeah. yeah. That was uh, well done. I was I was excited when I saw you look down at your uh, tablet there to see what you were going to come up with that was relevant to that. I like it. Anyway, though, enough with movies. I'm not even that big of a movie fan, but I am excited about the new Jurassic Park because, come on, dinosaurs. Yeah. I, yeah, it depends what the story is. I mean, Yeah, well, there was something about – so the park is actually open now. People are in it. People, like It's a thing you go to and you go to see the dinosaurs. Is that what that is? Yeah, yeah, and then they have somehow gotten so good at like – bringing dinosaurs like breeding dinosaurs that they somehow genetically modified some dinosaur and it got loose so it's supposed to be like some mean huge dinosaur gets loose on the island i think and somehow chris pratt comes in to do something he wears a vest he looks pretty cool he has velociraptors he has a vest yeah he's very serious so so i thought the movie was about like in the future like i don't even remember the last movie Uh, but i thought it was just like the island has been abandoned and all the dinosaurs have like taken over or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. actually remember the third one very well either, even though I saw it in the theater. I just know that the preview, like the, the park is actually open and people go to it just to like it's like Disney World yeah. or something like that. So anyway. No, I'm not done with movies. Oh, okay. I'm going with again right. where my mind is going. Yep. Um speaking of like older movies, you know, that were like good back in the day, I'm still waiting on like a Back to the Future four. Or so, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I want another Back to the Future. To come I have out. a terrible admission. I've never seen any of the Back to the Futures. Oh my gracious! I know. Oh my gracious! I know. Where's this boo button again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna play it. No. I'll, boo, I'll boo, boo myself. Boo. Oh yeah. man! I know. Oh man! I don't know. I don't know why. I don't have a good excuse. Yeah. yeah. But I, I usually, even if there's like classic movies, I'll usually try to be objective and say it's worth seeing, it's not worth seeing. I think the Back to the Futures are still worth seeing. Because right. a lot of stuff doesn't hold up. Yeah. But I think, I think Back to the Future is enjoyable. The, I wouldn't say the that, Eric seal of approval. Yeah, I wouldn't say that about a lot of older movies. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, sometimes people are like, you have to see this, you have to see this. And I'm like, oh, eh, you know, you're going to end yeah. up watching it and being disappointed because <laughs> like, yeah, this does not hold up well. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think the Back to the Future might. At least yeah. one and two. All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 
uh, off of movies. Yeah. N- next topic. Next next topic. Let me check my outline. What's, what's Let me check my, <laughs> my list here. Uh, psychology. How about it? Uh, <laughs> Grad school. Psychology. Well, Things Al- that we... Albert Bandura. That's <laughs> true. Um, good old good old Al. Al. Well, yeah, I guess we did have an episode that we'd never released where we talked about Bandura quite a bit, but yeah. not that we have to rehash that. Yeah. But, we'll, um, we'll probably release it sometime in the future. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I had mentioned before we started recording, I had this uh, the beginnings of a topic that I that was I've been doing some writing about for my website um, about this realization that I had that it wasn't like a huge realization, but I feel like it was helpful. And basically, the backstory is. Uh, I've been basically since probably about March of last year have not been working out consistently. Um, just, I don't know, I, I've been making other choices in terms of how I'm using my time, mostly focusing on, on work and school stuff. And, and over the past, I would say a couple of months, I've been trying to get back into it, running, lifting weights, things like that. Um, and I had this realization that because at one time in my life, I played like pretty elite level hockey. And then I ran a half marathon um, like four or five years ago. And then even as soon as like two years ago, I was lifting really regularly and put on like probably 10 to 15 pounds of muscle. Um, Because of that person who I was two, four, 10 years ago, that was affecting my ability to actually be realistic about what I can accomplish right now. Because I kept setting myself very unreachable goals and unreachable fitness kind of habits that I was trying to build because I was in my mind, I was thinking I'm Sam Sperlin, the the former college hockey player. I'm Sam Sperlin, the, the guy who ran a half marathon who I could, you could give me a hundred thousand dollars and I probably couldn't run a half marathon right now. Um, and I just kind of had this realization that, you know what, I'm back to being a beginner. And now that I have accepted that things are actually going better yeah. and I'm going out for runs, but they're very, they're pretty short. And, um, but I'm, I'm building back up to that. And this, this role, I guess to kind of wrap it up, this idea that the, the role of the ego in, in personal development is something that I guess I hadn't thought about too much and letting kind of who you were in the past affect to an unhealthy extent what you're trying to do yeah. right now. So that was my little realization. And now I'm hopefully going to be moving yeah. in a healthier direction. That's good. That's good. We'll see. But you 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 enjoy running. Uh, see, like thing. I used to enjoy running, okay. and because I used to enjoy running, I was thinking that I should enjoy it right now. Yeah. Uh, and I know I didn't always used to enjoy running. There, were, when I was first doing cross country, I I remember our very first practice that I went out for cross country. We ran like four miles and I had never run four miles in my life. And by the end of the run, I was trying, I was coming up with excuses that I could tell my coach as to why I had to quit. Uh, but I ended up not doing that and ended up sticking it out. And it actually literally got to the point where I really looked forward to running after school for oh, wow. practice each day. Yeah. And even when I was training for the half marathon, I enjoyed running, yeah. but because I've let it kind of fall off, I don't enjoy running right now. I would like to enjoy running, and I and I believe I can get back to the point where I'm enjoying running. But admitting to myself that I'm not liking it right now has actually been pretty pretty helpful. You got to get through the suck. Exactly, got to get through the suck before anything uh, anything good can happen. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, it's not like this is a huge realization. It sounds pretty common sense, but it's been helpful, and I think it is probably relevant in other areas of life as well, other than just like health and physical fitness. 
I think but. it's important, I mean, first, sort of recognize that your ability to be self-aware and, and introspective yeah. allows you to then choose something different, you know what I mean? That's true. Other people have talked about this. I, I think of that phase of that. I've never done anything like elite mm-hmm. level of stuff, but I definitely, you know, I played sports in high school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I played, no, I played like football, track, wrestling in high school. So I was pretty in shape. Yep. Definitely athletic or whatever. Never played in college because um, I hurt my knee in high school. And mm-hmm. I was, at that time, I was like, oh, I can never play again type thing, which was kind of, and I, you know, I was having too much fun just doing college. Yeah, yeah. But um, that thought process was not really legitimate, I, I guess. So when I got to grad school, um, I eventually started playing rugby. And so I was able to sort of relive Division three rugby. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like anything high. Um, but uh, I was able to sort of re – I was able to get back to sort of a level of athleticism that I don't think I'd ever experienced mm-hmm. again. Um, and what am I trying to say here? It was – it was fun, man. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you get to that get to that point, it was fun. But I think, I guess the thing is, like, now, I guess, figuring out what you think is fun. You know what I'm saying? If, if you, that's what I was asking. Do you, do you enjoy it or right. you just do it because you feel like you Well, yeah. I mean, I, I I get what you're saying. Like, I – the reason why I am kind of working back up and I am running, I, I'm not doing it because I think it's a thing I have to do or, like, I, I feel like, you know, I should be able to run. But I, I have the previous experience of knowing that I – have gotten to the point where I enjoyed it. Yeah. So I'd like to see if that is possible again. I mean, maybe if I stick with it for months and I am running regularly and I don't end up enjoying it, I'll move on to something else. There's no point in, yeah, yeah, yeah. in punishing myself like yeah, that. Yeah, There's yeah. plenty of other things I can be doing exactly. uh, to, to get in shape. Right. But I'm, I'm willing to stick with it right now because I know in the past I have gotten to the point where yeah. I enjoyed it and it felt good to be able to, to do that. I lost my train of thought earlier. Yeah, now, it's all good. Now I got it, though. Oh, yeah, you so got my, it. Okay. My point was going to be, like, I've had conversations with a buddy of mine back when I played rugby, and he was just saying, yeah, it's good that we're doing something. You know, yeah. hey, something that we enjoy. Like, I thoroughly enjoy rugby. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, when you think about it, like, he, he was a little bit older than me, so he was, like, maybe in the 30s at the time, and mm-hmm. I was maybe 20s. He goes, if you think about it, though, most people are out there doing nothing. Yeah. And if you think about people that go to work every day, they go, they sit in an office, um, they go home. They watch TV. Yeah. And so for the simple fact that you're doing something, I don't know, should be sort of rewarding enough in itself. Yeah. Uh, And I also feel like I have no excuse because I'm not like getting up and going to an office every day, all day, and then coming home to like a ton of family responsibilities. Like I work out of my house most days. Sometimes I go to campus, which is less than a mile away. So if I can't somehow build my schedule to allow me to do some sort of physical activity, I am doing something terribly, terribly wrong. No, what I'm gonna I'm gonna keep on pushing you. Uh, Good. I've been I'm gonna keep on pushing you um, to come and join. Oh, the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yeah, I want you yeah. to check it out. I I know I I should I should come. Let's say check a, it out in a month or so. I'm kind of off and on. Yeah, I have some stuff going on. So, but uh, I've been off and on. Maybe 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 it'll be a New Year's resolution for me. We'll it's see. Worth, it's worth checking out. The, yeah, I got I gotta save a little, little bit of dough. Yeah, but yeah, no, that, it's, it's, it costs money. Yeah, um, but that's all right. And well, the other I guess the other thing is kind of tied to that. The other, so the other kind of mental roadblock that I've been having is that I have been treating working out as this luxury that I only get to do when everything else is done. Yeah. Which I know intellectually is not the right way to to yeah. think about it. And I I also realized that when I am not working out regularly, I I kind of like am. I, I, I am disappointed in myself and it affects other areas of my life. So it's a super messed up cycle that I let myself get into. And I'm, I think I've, I've come to some realizations over the past couple of weeks that hopefully are helping me get out of that. But yeah. 
Yeah. I think working out or the health, whatever, anything. Uh, if, if sitting on the couch was important to you, then it should be a priority. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like any other value. Um, if ultimately things like working out or health or whatever, right. um, hanging out with friends or whatever, if things are important to you, it's, it's good to remember that doing the things that are important to you. Again, we talked about this a couple episodes ago. Taking care of taking care of the things that you you like first is going to set up everything else to be successful. Yeah, it's going to set you up for success and everything else. So uh, it's it's almost like. We know a lot. We know a lot of these things already, but it's like right. keeping it in the, in the consciousness. Yeah, keeping you know? content. Well, yeah, because like the the problem with habit change, I firmly believe, is not a lack of knowledge. Oh, yeah. and, and everybody who is trying to be healthier knows that certain foods are better to eat than others. Yeah. Knows that certain portion sizes are better than others. Knows that moving more is just going to be better overall. It's not a matter of of knowledge or, or just having the right information. It's it's something much. Uh, more abstract than that. It's the, I think, yeah, part of it, keeping it in a conscious level. And that's why I think self-reflection, being able to, to be self-aware on a regular basis is, oh my God, we're back Pretty to the right. self. Oh, yeah. the self podcast. Yeah. I didn't even consciously do that. I know. Um, and then it's all, it's all good. No, but yeah. It, it, it makes me think about, I guess I just read, I partially read this article. So, um, there's an article that I was just looking at, and it was just talking about the ideal self again. And this, uh, remember Boyatis? Boyatis? Who was the name the, uh, is familiar, but at the Kravis de, de Relay. I, okay, might have, he might have left. I might have. He, was craw- he ended up crawling on the floor during this presentation. Oh, you know, I remember that one. <laughs> um, so one of the <laughs> yeah. papers that he wrote, one of their conclusions or I think propositions. I don't know if it was empirical or not. I think it was just a theoretical article, and it was talking about the ideal self. It might be one of those things that basically. Uh, is more related to intentional behavior, intentional behavior change. Right. Because you sort of see this, okay, where, where you want to be. Um, and that, theoretically, I think that makes sense. I mean, it's, it's kind of intuitive. Um, and so you need that, basically my point is you need that intention. You know, um, we talk about it, uh, not within the social, well, within the social science literature, not necessarily within the org literature. Um, what's that theory that they have? Theory of change? Theory of change model? I mean, they employ that when they're talking about like how to get people to stop smoking or okay. yeah. producing behavioral change. And we've talked about it in one of our lab meetings. Where that's what I went on the rant about how come we're not using it within our models of mm. work theory, but mm-hmm. like implementation intentions and stuff like that. Oh, right. Yeah. So maybe just vocally saying to yourself or writing out statements that says, you know, I plan on doing this, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. You know, and that sort of creates that connection. It's almost like, especially if you're a person who, if you're a person who already, that's sort of a personal integrity mm-hmm. or like, like a, you know, if, if I say something, I'm going to do it type of thing. Once you sort of make that commitment to yourself, right? like vocally yeah. or even to somebody else, I will be doing this, then it's hard to sort of back out of it, even to your own self. Yeah. But if you never even make that statement, you know what I mean? Make it, yeah. And make it concrete. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I, I very recently wrote about this idea that obviously we don't want to let other people down. Like if we make commitments to other people, it's hard to back out of that because it's visible. The other person sees it. Other people can see it. But I think it's equally and probably even more important to not back out of the commitments we make to ourselves. And it's easy to do that because nobody knows it except us. And when you're able to start, because then I think you start building trust in in yourself and you trust. It, it's almost like having a relationship with another person. Like you, if you can trust yourself to do the things that you say you're going to do, 
it's just a a better situation overall. But if you start breaking that trust over, then you know anytime you have, are trying to make some sort of behavior change in the back of your mind, you know it's not going to actually happen. I don't I don't actually hold these things you know as serious or um, things that I can't back out of. But this is making me think of, about. Couple things. And, and now that we're talking about self stuff again, I just realized I forgot that I keep this list in Evernote. Um, it's called my self awareness list, and I just have these lists of things that I've learned about myself that I add to from yeah. from time to time. Um, I kind of forgot that I that I had that. I have a folder of things, something similar. Yeah, yeah. We have to. I want to. I want to hear some of yours. I have some stupid ones in here. I'll just share like two or three. Yeah. If I eat a ton of bread, I won't feel very good. <laughs> I must have I must have written that down after just a, a bad, bad bread experience. Um, Mine are not like this. I can operate on approximately six hours of, six hours of sleep for a couple of days before I crash. Yeah, good thing to know, I guess. Yeah, one more. <laughs> if I, I can eat an entire large Little Caesars pizza. But I probably won't be very happy about it later. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, modern, <laughs> mo- modern. These are probably much more useful. <laughs> uh, mine started off of I started, you know, I ended up just putting things in the folder that I've collected over the time that uh-huh. were about me, self relevant information. Yeah, and I think I called the folder about me or whatever. Yeah. So the, one of one of the things was just a list, which is a good idea. I would recommend people doing this. But it's a list that I created when I was looking for jobs after graduating uh, from my master's program mm-hmm. a few years back. And so I was talking to the, um, the director of our program. Yeah, I was talking to the director of the program at the time. Um, and the advice that she gave me was to just write a list of things that you're good at, skills mm-hmm. that you have. Mm-hmm. Not a resume, but just what can you do? Yeah. You know? And so I, I did that. And uh, it was very useful in terms of thinking about how my skills could be used within an organization or, you know, what skills I, I right. had to bring to the table. Right. And so I never – because I never really – I never really thought about it in that way. You know? Right. We usually think about, all right, I've got this piece of paper with this degree, this title, and now I need to find a job that matches up with it. When really an organization cares about what you can do. Exactly. And and proving it to them. Exactly. That's how you get hired. And there's people with that same degree or paper degree. Paper that don't title, have those skills. That don't have those skills. Yeah. You know, yeah. In, your pro- in your own program. Yeah. You know? And so thinking about it in terms of that was really helpful in then improving my resume or mm-hmm. it was really helpful in, for me targeting jobs out. And I would imagine too, just being able to interview well yeah. and talk about stuff that you know how to do. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So d- doing that every so often I think is important. Yeah. So that's in that folder. Um, and then I also have like things that were like either assessments or things that I've just done, mm, like, a My- yeah. like a Myers-Briggs type thing or a strengths, a finder. strengths finder. Right. Um, yeah. I've got that stuff too. Um, so I got that. And then I also had like, um, I don't know when I did this. I think, I don't know when I did that. I had like a list of like uh, questions about the future, like where I wanted to be in five years, sort of a, mm-hmm. a future goal thing. And as I recently found, came across this thing and I looked at it, and I think in oh eight maybe I think I wrote, I think it was in 08. I tried to date it looking at when Microsoft was last modified there. But <laughs> I don't, I don't, I you know had, what you could do is put a date on it. I could have put a date on it. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I had a statement saying basically saying in the next five years I want to be uh, working in the area of leadership development. Blah blah blah. You know, like it was. Nice. It wasn't exactly spot on, but it yeah. definitely. I was like, oh, back then I sort of still had this, a similar thought process. Yeah, and I found that to be very interesting. Yeah, for sure. I uh, I keep a semi regular journal. I used to do it by hand. Now I do it uh, in an app called Day One. But I have uh, basically every four months or so, I go back and read through journal entries from the previous four months. Yeah. And it's amazing how many things um, that I write about that I'm not consciously like thinking I'm going to do this thing next. Yeah. 
archive, you can see their beginning points in just the, the writing that I was doing. Um, and every once in a while too, I'll read something that I wrote, you know, four months ago that prompts some sort of cool new project now that I was just beginning to think about then and kind of would have forgotten about it completely if I hadn't gone back and, yeah. and, and read it. What, what is that? Uh, when, I know we'll probably put something. What, what the, the app? Yeah. It's called day one. Yeah. It's a really cool journaling, yeah. journaling app. Um, yeah. Technology now staying on the same page here, but mm-hmm. it, it's, they have so many useful tools out there that can be used to sort of monitor your, your own self, whatever. Like yeah. for me, it's, I have a bad memory. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't have a bad memory, but I'm kind of forgetful or whatever. But using certain apps, I think I've found to be useful. Like, again, it, it takes it takes the post-it notes off of my computer screen and puts yeah. it inside of a computer that I can reference. And so being able to reference things like that, I think it's very useful. So I'm going to look that up and check it out. For sure. It's probably just for uh, It might be yeah. Mac only. I don't remember, but I'm sure there's other ones that are, are good. And, yeah, I mean, that's there's a lot of cool apps in terms of just kind of <laughs> – The dog. <laughs> the dog really wants to come out and do is, self stuff with us uh, right now. Um, but self-awareness. Uh, there are – I don't think there's anything wrong with using some sort of app or technology to prompt you to be self-aware and ask some self-reflective questions. Yeah. So I worked with this company called All Tomorrows. Uh, it's this design firm where they're, they're trying to make apps that have kind of this positive psychology approach. Um, they're, they're really into helping people uh, identify emotion, like it's self-reflection type stuff. And I did a little bit of consulting with them because they had a bunch of different ideas for apps. Uh, I tested out some of the very early prototypes. And the one that they decided to move forward with, they just released, and it's called Emojiary. And it's... It sounds stupid, I'll admit it, but in my experience, it's been pretty, it's been an interesting tool to get me to think about my emotional state. And really all it does is it, uh, it pings you at one point randomly throughout the day. So kind of a experiment, a, um, ESM, uh, experience sampling method type approach. And it, and it asks you, Hey, how are you feeling right now? And you respond in emoji, the little smiley faces or sad faces or poop, pile of poop, like however you want to respond. And then it says, okay, well, why did you choose these emojis? And then you type out as much as you want about however you're feeling or why you decided to choose those. And then um, it keeps a record of that over time. So it's kind of cool once you've done it for like a month to kind of go back and see what your emotional state was at these times throughout the day. Maybe you can get patterns, maybe not. I mean, emotion is very state-based. Emotions change a lot throughout the day. Mm-hmm. But it's still kind of interesting to go back and see. And for whatever reason, having to respond with a picture makes me think about it differently than if I just had to like type out how I was thinking. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of cool. I'll, there'll be a link to it in the, in the show notes. It's kind of a, it's just an example of a kind of simple little fun app that, in my experience at least, is forcing me to be a little more self-reflective. Yeah, yeah. I think, and I think that's things like that are good, especially if it's not a, sort of a natural thing. I mean, yeah. one thing, I'm stepping into a realm that I necessarily don't really know a lot about. Has, has that ever stopped us before? <laughs> but uh, we know that, well, at least my, my take on things, like being able to sort of express, not necessarily feelings, but to be emotionally, um, I don't want to say emotionally intelligent, but emotionally aware. Yeah. Or, again, we talk about self-awareness. It has importance. And, um, and again, any tool that can be used to uh, facilitate that process, I think is important because we're all different, man. Um, everybody, the, the, everybody's approach or how they approach their own thoughts, feelings, emotions, etc. They do it in such different ways, and uh, whatever aids in people that typically wouldn't go there, um, I think is good. I yeah, mean, you know, for sure, it can have benefit. And if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. Well, and that's what. Yeah, exactly, and. 
it never hurts to try something out for a little bit and see if it does yeah. work for you. I mean, I'm, we'll probably talk about this at some point in the future, but I'm a huge fan of doing like 30 day experiments on yourself or even yeah. just one week experiments where you commit to a behavior change for this very short amount of time. And because it's for the short amount of time, I've found it's easier to actually go through with it. You're not saying I'm going to do this thing for the rest of my life. You're just going to try it out and see and be aware of how it makes you feel. If it's positive, negative, if you want to keep doing it after the, that time elapses, if you want to try something different, um, I've, I've really enjoyed doing that. And I, and that's something I do with like some of my coaching clients as well. Kind of, sh- it's, it's the scientific method on yourself basically. Yeah. Uh, which I think it can be pretty powerful. Yeah, and yeah, and obviously repetition and changing behavior does have an effect on your cog- you know, cognitive, yeah, stuff. You know what I mean? Like you, know, you can look more like again, it's out of my area, but looking more like uh, even like the probably the research on like their you know therapy counseling et cetera, you know yeah. things like that. Um, those approaches work, you know, uh, yeah. for probably not everybody, but certain people, whatever. So uh, changing the behavior, getting in the routine, you know. The, the brain was it they call talk about neuroplasticity and stuff yeah like that. well yeah and, and it know. used to i mean we used to think that like br- once you became an adult like your brain stopped like you were kind of like frozen in place and we know like unequivocally like that is not the case anymore the brain is very plastic and what you do regularly you get better at um cognitively and that's that's i mean that's the basis of having a, a growth mindset and that's also uh i think really I don't know, reassuring or exciting or, you know, basically being adult is not a slow decline into dementia, <laughs> which which is uh, Actually, no, optimistic I, in a way. I tend to think of it differently. I think we start – we were born, as soon as we're born, that's that's when we begin our slow decline into dementia. <laughs> it's – uh, that's uh, the end. That's where we're all right. Going. Well, that that's a little bit more pessimistic, my own personal view. But uh, I'd like to think that I'm a little bit more, uh, a little bit more. Uh, I don't even know. Interesting. Now that I'm no longer an infant, but maybe whatever. Not. Usually, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe I'm. You can express your interesting <laughs> side as an infant. That's all. It's a. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I found this little thing. Let's see what this does. Oh, that's that's Jurassic Park. Oh. We should have. Alright. You, you can edit we that part out. We should, drop that, we should drop that in when I was talking about Jurassic uh, Park. Yeah. Too late I was, now. Thinking, I was thinking maybe we could end on it. I don't know. Uh, we could do that. Um, Jurassic Park ruined me as a child because. I don't know if you remember from the first movie, but there's a scene where the T Rex attacks like, a car. Yeah. I saw that movie in a drive in theater. Uh. And just from then on, I guess T Rexes and cars they got and short arms, man. Yeah, yeah, the big old mouth though. You know what though? Uh, they've done. I got to look this up. Maybe we'll bring it up next podcast. But uh, they've done additional research. They think that our views of the T Rex, I believe, are just have been off. I've heard that it's more likely than maybe, but more of a scavenger than a hunter. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll we'll start a paleontology uh, podcast. <laughs> Cover cover dinosaurs. We're gonna, let's get a dinosaur expert in. Yeah. Well, eight-year-old me would have been a dinosaur expert. Anyway, um, is that it for this week? You got you got anything? Got anything else? No. Got any other buttons you want to hit over there? No, but we can we can end it on that. Do, do you like? Well, I don't, no, play, I don't want to play Jurassic Park one because you're since you have you might have a flashback or something. <laughs> Traumatic experience. I might. Um, no, I'm I'm good. I've I've grown out of it. Let's see. 
yeah, send us out. Send us out on uh, some sort of, of, of sound. There we go. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Yeah. Um, see you next week. See you next week. Or hear you. Give us a no, – you actually won't see us. You can hear us next week. And uh, rate us on iTunes if you, if you like us. If you don't like us, you don't need to rate us. That's fine. All right. Here we go. See you all. We can't handle that. That sounded terrible. That was way too loud. That really, I don't know. We don't want to rickroll people at the very end of our <laughs> podcast. Oh, uh, um, let me see. <laughs> All right. See you guys later.